So the other day, I had a a startling revelation. And I oh, think yeah? this might blow your mind, too. Oh, I'm excited. How many episodes of this show have we done? I mean, canonically, by the numbers, we're on 300 and something by now, right? Yeah, uh, well, like, main, main feed right. episodes uh, with, with, like... The, the full episode, not mini-sode. It's, yeah, we're at mm-hmm. 301 by the time this comes out. Right. But uh-huh. we've done all these other mini-sodes. Yeah, yeah, I, I think we have, main feed has like 380 episodes on it. Right. Yeah. Dig this. Okay. As somebody who has edited a good amount of the shows, and you have edited uh-huh. the majority of the shows by now. Yeah. Dig this. Neither of us have ever had the hiccups while recording this show oh jesus that is you jinxing the shit out of us huh right okay but just <laughs> feel me out here it's true like we've been trying to, to cure the hiccups in all kinds of different ways you spook somebody you drink a bunch of water whatever the real cure for the hiccups is you record a podcast that's it <laughs> that's all you have to do that's a good point i really hadn't thought about that like if, maybe How the fuck you, is that possible? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I do remember one episode where I had like an allergic reaction and my throat started swelling up. To that beer, right? Yeah, it was like to the a hops beer. And that. Uh-huh. <laughs> what hops is it you're allergic to? I don't know. I don't, I'm not even sure if it was the hops. There was something that happened, though, that my throat started swelling up. Yeah, it got bad to you. Yeah, it was weird. It was an interesting moment in podcasting history. <laughs> But not one hiccup up not on a single over 300 episodes of Dead and Lovely, the greatest <laughs> podcast known to goddamn man, the enemy, the mortal foe of every hiccup up <laughs> on this great planet that we live on. Here with the host of the most, me, you're good, buddy, Uncle Ben. And me, Hollywood Steve. <gasps> oh, shit. Oh, oh goddamn shit. <laughs> Fuck. Fuck ass. We should seriously, like, if somebody has, like, an uh, like uh, in- interminable case of hiccups, yeah. you should have them on. Have them on a, uh, as a guest, right? Yeah, yeah. just cure yeah, their yeah. hiccups for them right quick. The healing hand of podcasting, <laughs> right? Yeah, that's us. Damn. And we are here today with a very special wild card mini-sode, because currently as this airs, I am afloat, rocking and rolling on the big old boat called Shiprocked. I'm out there, dude. I'm thinking right now, as our listeners are hearing this, I am probably... Um, like eight day beers in, I'm fixing to play a set among people who are 30 day beers in, and I'm having yeah. myself a fucking good ass time is Hell what yeah. I'm doing. Awesome. And I, I will be, I will have edited this episode and probably just doing normal stuff. Go to like the I, grocery store, but ooh, exotic. you know what, you know what, in your honor, I'll just have eight day beers. How about that? How about that, man? How about you do that for us? Yeah, so, you know, due to my pretty insane schedule that I've had here through the month of January, we didn't have time to really record a an, another full-length episode for you guys here for the yeah. last week of Yanuar. So, I just propose that we do a special wild card mini-sode because I just happened to watch me a movie, what you happened to watch just another day before me. Yeah. And uh, it's not a horror film, although no. there is murder, mayhem, and mischief within. Oh, true. Is there not? Absolutely. Uh-huh. And it just seemed like a good idea. Hey, let's give these people something to chew on. Let's give them a, a nice little mini-sode here to keep them happy while I'm out living a pirate's life. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about a glass 
on yawn, the which is of course just a, a, a part of the glass mirepoix. Uh-huh. I get a glass carry, a glass <laughs> celery, a glass on yawn, the glass trinity, <laughs> mon ami. You, so you just feed people a bowl of glass? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I Fucked guess so. <laughs> Dude, I'll tell you this, man. If they wanted to feed me a whole big old buffet of a trinity of a Benoit Blanc, oh, I'm yeah. fucking here for it, dude. Yeah, absolutely. I'm here for it. Yep. I I watched this just last night, and I had a fucking great time. I loved the movie. Yep, I agree. Um, I, I claimed it was my favorite movie of, of 2022, only because I couldn't remember any other movies that came out, because, you know, bad brain. Um, but I, I, I did just rewatch it, recently because uh emily didn't get to see it yet so we, we, we sat down and rewatched it and fucking it's great i really like I, I still it probably isn't my favorite movie of 2022 but it's a fucking contender for sure i get it yeah like honestly like especially you know having just watched it and i'm basking in the afterglow of it i i had such a fun time watching this movie right. and you know, I, I mentioned it recently on another episode when you were talking about it, but like Knives Out, the first mm-hmm. Benoit Blanc movie, I thought was okay. Like, I, I thought it was just all right. I, I really want to go back and watch it again, though, because I think what disrupted my enjoyment of that movie was the fact that I had so many people telling me like, oh, dude, this is like the fucking best movie I've ever seen. I had so many people okay. hyping it up and I watched it and I was like, yeah, it's good, but it's not like what everybody sold it to me as. I, I right. kind of felt the same way that I did whenever, like sometime in college, everybody told me, it's like, oh my God, you haven't seen Almost Famous? That's going to be your favorite movie you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. Just kill yourself after you watch it. It's not going to get any better. <laughs> And I watched it, and I was like, I want to keep living, honestly. <laughs> yeah, like, it's I'm good, cool with but... It. I'm cool with living a lot more after this. Probably see some movies that'll improve yeah. what I just saw. Because, yeah, Almost Famous is fine. I have met yeah, people totally. who say it's their favorite movie, and I'm just like, oh, oh okay. Mm, those are bots, dude. Yeah. They need to check all <laughs> the boxes that have a fire hydrant in them. Next time you see them, ask them to do it. They won't be able to. No, not at all. They, in fact... Uh, you could just say the word tortoise and fuck with them. Oh, man. What's yeah. a tortoise? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> You'd be like, uh-huh, I knew it. Uh-huh. I knew it. That's right. So, <laughs> you know, going into this movie, I was like, okay, I expect it's going to be pretty fun. You told me you really liked it. So yep. I was like, okay, we usually see pretty eye to eye on stuff. So I was stoked about it. And dude, honestly, again, I need to go back and watch Knives Out again. But mm-hmm. I enjoyed this more than i remember liking knives out i really enjoyed this movie i would agree with that lot. yeah I, I think i did too i think knives out um probably takes uh, more twists and turns but i enjoyed this one more yeah i did yeah. too and, and obviously we're going to be spoiling some stuff as we go through this so it's a mystery movie so obviously the entire crux of this movie is that there is a twist who done it who, who did the killing who did, did the murdering it. yeah I was pretty sure from the beginning who did it. Yeah, um, were you right? That, yeah, and I was, uh, and, and it didn't change anything about my enjoyment of the film. Right, which is because yeah, it's enjoyable to watch. Yeah, yeah it's good writing because I think like Ryan Johnson knew going in the statements he wanted to make, and he didn't want to piss people off with too many misdirects. Mm-hmm. It's you can guess who did it. It, like 
probably from the beginning uh and and you're right and then it's like okay but how that's the interesting part like how did this that's work? the like, how did this part, all play right, out yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think yeah. that's actually kind of true of knives out too it's not hard to guess who who was responsible in knives out again uh, you know, I'd have to go back and rewatch it, but I remember just thinking, like, I'm pretty sure I know who this is. Um, right. It, it, it's less about tricking you and more about the elaborate ways in which they did it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what makes it entertaining. And I think that the movie really, really knows that and plays into that as well. I yeah. mean, right about the, the one hour mark of the movie, which is only about half of the runtime, right? It's about a two hour movie, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm-hmm there's that part where it doubles back and it's like, Oh, and and again, spoilers ahead guys. Don't let us ruin this movie for you. It's really good. Fucking watch it. It's fun. We're going to spoil the shit out of this. Absolutely. That's okay. Right? Yes. Yes, it is. Okay. (laughs) But like right about, about that one hour mark, it does that double back where it's like, Oh, by the way, this one character you've been watching the whole movie. That's not even her. That's her twin sister. That's assuming her Mm -hmm. identity because she was murdered. And there's oh. there's some like little like watching it through a second time and even watching it the first time I noticed like at one point when she's walking or away she's clearly drunk and I was like that's weird yes yeah yeah but, but dude then, right. watching it through a second time you see some little tells that like this person maybe not who they say they are uh, and then yeah when it doubles back and starts showing you actually no yeah th- this is the the twin she doesn't know all these people really she she has to learn about them and learn to like put on a performance of her sister and all that stuff uh that's really cool and and like i wasn't even i think there's one thing in there that like i might have had a little quibble with if i wasn't so entertained and that's when she gets shot but like the bullet gets stopped by the diary the diary yeah that that's a little bit of a a a movie can see right the person does shoot through glass and that will severely slow down especially i'm assuming this is a rich person with like very thick glass it's gonna slow down the bullet for sure so in my mind i'm like yeah i can reconcile that really easily especially because i'm having so much fun yeah, and even like the conceits of like, okay, so how does she know how to act like her sister so much? And it's like, well, my it's sister a kept the diary yeah. every day of her life, and, and I read the diary. Also, so the there. voice she puts on is a character they played as kids called Rich Bitch, and like right. they're really like she she's able to, you know, channel a lot of things, and the explanations are there, and it all makes a lot of sense. So like, yeah, I, I never really. Uh, like watching it or rewatching it didn't have any major quibbles with it, which is a great thing for me with a mystery movie. Like I need, I need for it to treat me like I could understand the mystery and also that it has surprises, even though like, it's like, I think you're intelligent it also from time to time can be like and watch this rug pull <laughs> like yeah dude it's a it's a fun like it's a fun thing to be both ahead of the movie and behind the movie it is yeah and, and it's cool because the way the entire movie is shot like there are those little breadcrumbs that you can pick up on if you know what you're looking for like you said when she seems kind of drunk like when she's like gripping onto the railing of Uh the edge of the boat like there's little things like that going on the whole time yeah where if you know what you're looking for you'll see it like the the movie is kind of doing a little bit of that thing that we we talk about sometimes where you know 
due to the camera angles and the editing of the movie, it's deliberately withholding information from you. Mm-hmm. But then it goes back and is like, here's the information I withheld from you. Like, yeah. whatever she points out that his shoe was untied. Uh-huh. Then it shows you the conversation they had, right. which was like, oh, yeah, she told him that. So they could have this little private chat and stay back away from the other people. Like, it's playing fair. It's just yeah. giving you all the details a little later. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a fun way of doing it because, like, it, it, the movie itself... It's like in writing it, Ryan Johnson wrote, okay, so this uh, tech billionaire who's very clearly Elon Musk will... Wait, what? Yeah. Will... What? <laughs> what? He will be the one responsible for the, the, the murder. And then he was like, that's too easy. And then he just wrote like... Uh, like took that and was like, okay, then we'll have a too easy mystery that Benoit Blanc solves. And then we complicate it. We make yeah. it a different thing, and that's exactly what this does. The mystery is too easy, then it gets complicated, and then you discover all this other stuff. And that's that's great. I, I, I like that. Now, what makes you think that Ed Norton's character <laughs> is based on Elon Musk? Here's the thing. Ed Norton's character is a guy that doesn't really know a lot about stuff right. and has just stolen mm-hmm. ideas from other people. Right. What right. does that have to do with Elon Musk? What in the world could that have to do with uh, with Elon Musk. Well, um you, you know that he did that. That's him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that part of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, are you yeah. sure? Yeah. Mhm. Yes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure that this information is really accessible and easy to find if anyone wants to right. research any of it even for a second? If I they lo- don't just want to blindly yeah. believe that Elon Musk is a fucking genius that came up with all this stuff are you sure i i love how ryan johnson didn't he's not hiding anything he's not hiding he's not like (laughs) like he could have just called him elon and it would have been like yeah yep um yeah yeah Yeah, ellis stench he could have called him and it's like okay yeah (laughs) we know (laughs) and so like uh, you've got that and then you've got like all his sycophants which elon has as well and and then it's it's uh it's very much like timely you know you got the covid thing going on they've got i love that they played that into there too that yeah. that was really cool to me, me too. um yeah. and dude i'll i'll be i'll be totally honest with you like i didn't expect them to go that angle with it yeah but i thought that it was kind of cool it set it in a time and a place and i think that that's something that will be really really interesting to see in the future of movies whenever somebody wants to set a movie in 2020 and it just shows people wearing masks and staying home and doing zoom calls yeah and everybody that's like our age ish will know exactly when this movie is taking place it's really it's interesting it's such a bizarre um you know, precedent in in, in the, the history of humanity yeah. that hasn't really ever existed in the film age. But now, every time we see it, we'll be like, oh, yep, I know when this took place. Yeah, yeah, that Spanish flu era would, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't the time when film was so widespread. And, of course, right. why would they be trying to capture the times and all that stuff? Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, and this, this does a good job of both introducing that to let you know what time it is and to teach you about the characters you know they suck like you know Dude, i love all those that. characters fucking suck <laughs> because, because of the, the way is, they wear their masks <laughs> exactly dude i was or gonna say that's something that i i loved about this movie is is the way that it kind of introduced us to all those characters because i think that all of us 
which you know you and I mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're both very I think reasonably cautious um, during 2020 man that's when we started doing a lot of long distance stuff mm-hmm. you and I both yeah uh, very much stuck at home as much as we could and, yeah. and more masks and stuff every time that we were out but I think that we both knew people that had more shall we say laissez-faire attitudes about the entire thing and i love the the way that you know whenever all the characters in this movie met for the first time you saw that entire spectrum it's like you had characters like benoit blanc who were yeah wearing a mask and stuff you had kate hudson's character who was like oh i technically have to wear a mask uh whatever i'll just wear this lace thing across my face which is functionless but i am kind of playing by the rules and then you have Dave Batista, Joe Rogan, Roland, just fucking yeah. raw dog, and who gives a shit? Like, mm-hmm. I I love that it gave us all these presentations of character based on how they wore a mask. Yeah, because that was again that if you lived through it, you know exactly what the fuck that shit means. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, even like to go deeper, like Benoit Benoit Blanc has integrated the mask into his outfit. Like right, yeah. To him, okay, this is what we do now. Whereas, like ev- everybody else, like you know, Catherine Hahn has it like down below her nose, and it's like a yep. you know a disposable mask. It's like she's clearly not normally wearing a mask. Um, yep. And then you got yeah, as you said, <laughs> I fucking I, I love Dave Bautista does so good in this. He's just Dude, so he kills good. it because Dave Bautista in real life is like he he is their masculine ideal like the joe rogan masculine ideal as far as like looks but he's nothing like them like he's Mm. this sweet man who like uh his mother's a lesbian and like he's very like pro lgbt and he's always been like you know i didn't know that more on the left always of every issue so like he he is like a good masculine ideal like this, this really good sweet guy so he's really very much like satirizing these people he does not like and he does such a great job of it like he nails it so well yeah dude he's he's fantastic and yeah he's very much just this joe rogan ass yeah mega masculine uh, YouTube personality. Yeah, and then you got, of course, as you said, Kate Hudson. Kate Hudson is amazing in this movie. It's one of her She's best great. performances I think I've ever seen. Like, she she Agreed. does such a great job of being this just like influencer character who is oblivious. She's just oblivious to the world because she's never really had to be a part of it. She's never had to work or whatever too hard to exist in this world so everything to her is is just kind of easy and she doesn't think about it and she's also dumb which is dude how most people uh like that tend to be kind of dumb and i love how they did all that stuff with her character too where they just talked about all this stuff that she did in the past and kind of alluded to it without showing it where like they alluded that she did like a blackface Halloween costume, yep. mm-hmm. like all kinds of just sh- shitty, stupid, stupid stuff yeah. that is like, yeah, this seems like a real celebrity yeah, <laughs> that exists. It does. <laughs> and and it's, I mean, the movie is very much about rich assholes and the people who hate oh, them. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And, and the people who hate them uh, tend in this uh, number, number one, the person who hates them the most, Benoit Blanc. Um, number two, you got the twin sister played by Janelle Monet, uh, and 
Helen. Helen is the twin sister. Mm-hmm. Andy is the one who she's she's impersonating. Impersonating, right. yeah. Uh, then you have um, fucking the assistant. Um, what's what was the assistant to Kate Hudson, Birdie J? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You have her, and then you have that guy Daryl, who the stoner guy. Yeah, I guess is just someone from Edward Norton's past. Who I guess he just you know still feels like I'll take care of this guy. It's it's great. Like that those people, they they serve as like the foil to all this shit. Because like Daryl, yeah. he's there the entire time, uninvolved, completely uninvolved, detached from everything happening, which is kind of representative of I would say most people when it comes to like politics and all the, the all the shit being talked about in this. Most people don't have opinions one way or another about uh, hyper masculine YouTubers because they don't they don't watch that shit. Yeah, nor it doesn't they, involve them anyway. Yeah, so. nor do they ever talk about it because their friends don't watch that shit. Um, I kept waiting for him to like come back in some kind of really nope. meaningful <laughs> way, and He's it's like just, no, he is just a fly on the wall. Yep, this whole movie, just absolutely just oblivious. Yeah, um, yeah. You got Birdie J's assistant who. You know, she is trying to make her name in the world, but to do that, she has to attach herself to a rich asshole. <laughs> and assholes. Yeah, and to attaching herself to that rich asshole then turns against her. Uh, and the rich asshole's not really going to suffer. She is. Like, mm-hmm. she's the only one who's going to suffer by the rich asshole's failures. Um, and then, yeah, Benoit Blanc, who uh, has shown his disdain in, in Knives Out, and, and this, just absolute disdain for the rich, for the wealthy. Uh, he and his boyfriend, Hugh Grant, seem to be very happy and comfortable okay. in their home. I was wondering about that. Are they in a relationship? Yeah. I mean, yeah, right? Like, it, seem, it, seems- it never really out and out says it, but I was like, is that the deal? Or are they roommates? Like, I just didn't know. I can't uh, remember that from Knives Out. Is he gay? No, I think I think they're saying very much in this. He's gay. I, I believe. I believe it was like hinted at maybe that he was not interested in women, but he's huh. definitely. Uh, I, I I think it's I think it's clear they're in a relationship. Like that that's what they do. Uh, they, wow, they, it's almost like you can put a gay relationship in a movie. Yeah. And not draw all kinds of attention to it as if it's something weird or unusual. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, tons of, I think I think there are a lot more good representations down. This is one where they're just having a, yes. a normal couple relationship. Like he's in the bathtub too much playing among us with uh i love that he doesn't get it dude like the fact that and he says it in the movie he's like i'm really bad at stupid things like i love that shit man like he doesn't get among us he's like i i just got ejected out of the spaceship what happened like that's so fun and then they have to play clue and he talks about how much he hates clue terrible game yeah (laughs) so like yeah those things are he's not good at those but he figures out uh you know edward norton's mystery immediately like it's almost Dude, the funny thing is is like we were watching this and i was like man that's so funny that he's that way that he's like so smart about figuring out these other mysteries and he just hates this like simplistic shit mm-hmm. and kate is like okay 
guy who like she said said specifically like the worst i've ever seen you play a video game ever is when we were at that party and somebody put a guitar hero controller in your hands i've never (laughs) seen you be so bad at a video game and i'm like well that's because that's not how the songs go i know how the songs go that doesn't that doesn't translate to how you hit the buttons on this fucking stupid plastic guitar like <laughs> it was like you realize this is you, right? And I'm like, well, yeah. I guess in a way, <laughs> yeah, it is, it is, yeah. No, I, I think that, yeah, that's it, because it's like, yeah, he he knows that a mystery can't be, you know, boiled down to just like a a grid and marking off, you know, motivation and whatnot. Because like, you know, they do it five buttons. Come on, man, yeah. guitar is more than that. Come exactly, on. yeah. Like he, they do the grid thing and then discover they all had motive and opportunity. Like he doesn't yeah. help at all. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, I think though, like they did establish to go back to that scene. They did establish like really well. Like yeah, like it's it's just normal couple uh, behavior. Like he, yeah. you know, uh, Hugh Grant's in the kitchen making something, answers the door while, uh, you know. Benoit Blanc is in the tub again, apparently spending all his time in the bathtub playing Among Us. So, and I love too that you get that insight into his character, which again, it's been a while since I saw Knives Out. I don't remember getting any of this in that movie. Where yeah, it's pretty. You light get to on see what him what yeah. he does in between cases, and what mm-hmm. he does in between cases is just thirst for the next case. Like yeah. he is like, I am so bored. Mm-hmm. with regular life i need something to stimulate me i need something to use this this brain of mine yeah that just craves solving these puzzles yeah um i really love that you got that where his downtime is just like i don't know just waiting around for something to happen um where you know when, when you take the 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 foremost genius away from the project <laughs> right. he's just a bored idiot at home yeah. i love that they included that yeah i i think there, there's definitely you know a, a ton of different ways that can go with this but i think the bored genius thing and his disdain for rich people i feel like we're gonna get a sequel at some point where we find out benoit blanc of course comes from a rich family i mean his name is fucking benoit blanc yeah uh, pretty fancy ass name yeah, yeah and he has time to just chill in between cases like i i, I feel like his comes dis- from old money in the south yeah i feel like his disdain for the wealthy is his uh, like you know uh Link knowledge of the wealthy yeah. yeah like he knows them so well to hate them uh you might be right i hadn't really thought about it that way i i i i think that like the fact that the the actual mystery that we're you know trying to solve and that we find out halfway through is uh this mystery of who killed Andy, who actually was the the person who came up with all the ideas for what would become this major company that not Elon Musk runs. Um, I think, you know, once we get into that mystery and the mystery of like, you know, um, who killed her and you get into depth about like what what was going on with them as a f- like group and like all the things that was going on like in the background it really like the movie goes from being a small mystery to much more like about the characters much mm-hmm. more yep. depth on character and their relationships and stuff and i think that's why i like it more than like i tend to like mystery movies cuz i don't 
I don't like a movie that's trying to trick me all the time. I like a movie that draws me into the characters and draws me into the mystery and then pulls the rug out from under me every once in a while or shocks me with a detail that I wouldn't have gathered otherwise. Mm-hmm. Like that that's right. fun. And this movie does yeah. that extremely well. Well, you're right though. A lot of like mystery stories uh many times are, you know, characters that are deliberately acting shady and yeah. acting like, "Well, why would you want to know that?" Like right. there's a lot of mystery even around the characters and this movie is more like playing with the cards on the table where yeah yeah, you know these characters you see them before the mystery even begins and you get to know about them a little bit more yeah and it kind of draws you in i think closer to it i like uh the batista's mom Oh, dude! God. Holy shit! She's so she fucking great. Rules like yeah. she's the smartest person in the fucking movie. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what's her name? Ja- Jackie Hoffman is that actress. Yeah, she's she's, she's amazing, great. Dude. Yeah, I love, I love that. Like, yeah, she keeps solving the puzzle without even really looking at it way faster than they can figure anything out. Yeah, and, and he's it's like, mom. <laughs> it's just an indication of what Benoit Blanc says later when he's like solving the mystery, the actual mystery. Uh, it's about how stupid these people actually are. These how dumb yes. these people with huge platforms and billions of dollars actually are. And how yes. like how disappointing that is to actually discover. And I have to feel like that's some autobiographical Ryan Johnson stuff where he is discovering like, oh, these people are fucking idiots. Like, you know, he's he's directed a, a Star War. Like he he's he's yeah, got to wor- be he's worked for the mouse, dude. Right, he's done work yeah. for the mouse. So yeah. it's like he's seen the utmost of the richest of the rich. Right. So, yeah, you're you're right. I do wonder if there is some of that coming out in the writing of this. Yeah, because like the the discovery of like how dumb they are is kind of that that the the mom is kind of like indicating that like she is way smarter than all of these idiots yeah <laughs> and she's just a regular person and these people have this huge platform and millions of people listen to what they have to say and like treat it as though it's something to really be entertained like just because somebody has millions of followers doesn't mean their thoughts are valuable Hang the fuck on. Do you know who you're talking to right now, dude? Jesus Christ, man. Read the fucking room, dude. <laughs> fuck. Just name drop me on it. Yeah. Dude, I'm just saying, just because Ben Eller has a whole bunch of followers yeah, there, doesn't mean you should listen to go. him. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Except for if it's about movies on a podcast, then <laughs> you really should listen. Yeah, that's the I mean? time to listen to him. Yeah, no, but I think I think the movie oh, like it's clear like the responses to it once it hit Netflix, it's clear like Ben Shapiro hated it and like all these other Did he really? Yeah. All these other right wing idiots hated it and they pretended it was like because the movie's bad. But it's like it's because it called you specifically out. Come on, dude. Yeah. I I mean wow. they, at the very least, though, it, it, it's a good indication that somebody who works for Ben Shapiro has some sort of media literacy. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm that's guessing fair. Ben Shapiro didn't watch it and go, that's about me. Or I can't do an <laughs> imitation of his stupid voice. Let's say, hypothetically, this movie was about me. Yeah. I'm guessing I, an assistant, probably overworked and tired, uh, watched it and was like, oh, shit, this is going to be bad for my boss. They made all the pussies really dry in this movie, boss. I think this might be pertaining to you. 
What? <laughs> Jesus. I love, this is an attack on my character. Yeah. I, I, I do love, like, you know, the whole, uh, the title of the film, Glass Onion, and the, the Glass Onion idea and the way that Benoit Blanc, you know, describes it as something that seems complex and layered, but at its center is, is obvious. Um, right. That yeah. is the cult of celebrity. Yeah, and absolutely. The cult of celebrity genius. It yep. really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems complex and layered, but at the center, it's just, no, it's just a normal individual saying words. Stop giving them credibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah stop up- uplifting him to this god genius yeah. fucking status. Especially like, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah, it's easy to see through what the fuck is going on here, right? He didn't even found Tesla. He bought no, Tesla he bought and paid it. them to let him be the founder. Again, guys, what? seriously, do that's insane. A modicum of research if you think that this guy is some kind of fucking genius. Just do five fucking minutes, man. <laughs> like it doesn't okay. take that long. Th- think about this. So, uh, just just a slight tangent that is connected. When S- Sylvester Stallone is uh, famously egocentric, egotistical. Maybe a little bit uh, of a psychopath. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> but he he always wants his name on the script. Uh, and when they adapted Cobra to the screen, he not only wanted his name on the script, he wanted his name on the book. Really? Yeah, the book that had been out already and people had bought it. Like, and read it. <laughs> he wanted it to now be retroactively Stallone. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> That's Elon Musk buying Tesla. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What? Yay. <laughs> That's so stupid. Yes, it's insane. Oh. It is insane, but it works. And that's the thing Sylvester Stallone and Elon Musk know that we don't, is that most people don't pay attention and don't give a shit. Or do even, again, a modicum of don't research to find about out what is actually going right? on. Yeah. <laughs> Even though we have all the wealth of all the combined knowledge of all humanity and all facts available to us at all times. Uh-huh. It's right there in your hand. Don't. But no. Yeah. Yep. No. <sighs> Sad. <laughs> but the movie that, is huh? not a depressing picture of that. It is a very funny, lighthearted picture of that. Yeah. That yeah. ends with like some good fucking rage. Just fucking, and and it it makes a fucking great point that I don't know, like, any time there is, you know, a protest and property starts getting destroyed, uh, that's when, uh, you know, the conservatives and the liberals unite to say, well, this is bad. Uh, And this movie's saying, you know what, fuck that, no, destroy that shit. Knock it over, and it is blow it up. Also, a woman of color right. that's doing all. I Who hadn't was, even yeah. fucking thought of that. Screwed dude. over by all these white people. Yes. Holy yep. shit! Mm-hmm. I didn't really consider that, yep. but she is breaking glass and burning shit down. Uh-huh. She is starting her, her her own riot there, mm-hmm. isn't she? Yeah, I mean, it's it's that seems deliberate. It is. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say very much it is. It is very much. Ryan Johnson recontextualizing like this is not I mean I said it's not rioting it, it is not destruction for destruction's sake it is a making a point and it is leading to something let it happen and help with it like hmm. even the, and, and it's interesting because people start joining in with her at first kind of because they just want a chance to because they do hate this guy even though he's made them famous they, he's very hateable uh 
they're getting sort of their revenge, but then she goes too far for them. Like it gets too much for them. It's again just this like oftentimes uh, liberal response to to any sort of protest. It's just like, well, it's too far. This you've gone mm-hmm. too far for me. I, I'm cool with you know pink pussy hats or whatever, but I'm not cool with you actually, <laughs> you know, starting the revolution. So yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> interesting that the mo- the movie that is again just a fun time and like really like light. I feel like it's light throughout. You never it feel is. like it's preaching at you or whatever. But we're getting these- like overly cerebral. Like you right. don't you don't feel like you're like oh my god this movie's exhausting. I'm having to pay attention to so many details. No. What am I, Sherlock Holmes? It's like <laughs> it is still very light and very watchable and fun. Yeah. Um, throughout the entire runtime of the movie, which again is is long. I mean, it's a two hour, little over two yeah, hours. Yeah, a little movie, over two hours. Yeah, but it really doesn't drag. No, at it never all. drags. And, and yeah, I, I think like to be able to do all that, to be able to like make these major like points and things, and and to get out like all these ideas while uh, entertaining us with Daniel Craig's. I I think Daniel Craig's best character. Uh, and the Dude, man is really good at it. acting, so I, I think that that they, this is his best character. He's, he's saying a lot. Yeah, no, he is utterly fantastic in this. His fucking accent, his southern accent, God, so is good. so he's great. God damn good, yep. man! It's yep. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, uh, I, I I would watch a million more of these. I said it, shit, yeah, when I watched it. But yeah, I, if they want to keep doing this, I'm so excited to watch another one. Dude, me too, and especially if they keep the entire uh, uh, you know team on board. I don't I don't know who the cinematographer or DOP oh, on man, this was, but gorgeous, the movie though. is yeah. gorgeous. I mean, it's in you know like the these Grecian Isles and this insane complex and all this mm-hmm. beautiful shit all around. So it's kind of like, well, it's easy to make it look good. Everything here already looks good, but at the same time, the the color palette, the cinematography, everything is really fucking good. It yep. is a great looking movie that just balances you know intrigue and humor and action and intensity i I think so fucking well and and the entire cast is awesome i saw some people that were kind of ragging on helen's accent what i didn't i didn't have a problem with it it's like have you ever met somebody from like alabama like have you ever met people that are actually from the south people need to stop commenting on southern accents you don't know what you're talking about they don't know even if you're from the south the one accent you know is not every southern accent you can go no 30 minutes down the road and it's a different accent it you, really is. It, it really, yeah. really is. And I, she's I feel from like Kansas in like, City. Janelle Monae's from Kansas right. City. She, she's yeah. going to speak with a Southern accent anyway, and that sounds like Alabama to me. It really does to me, too. And, and that's the thing. is like I think that in, in media... You know, to to a lot of the country and a lot of the world, it's like you get the the king of the hill generic well, southern and that's accent. Texas. And yeah, there, there's people that sound Texas. like that. Yeah, sure. But like, if you compare a a, a Carolina accent that has a little <laughs> bit of that baby talk kind of draw to it that you get <laughs> out there on the coast, mm-hmm. compare that to a Texas, compare that to a Louisiana, to a Kentucky, yeah. to a Virginia, like. And again, maybe it's because we grew up in the South. We yeah. are aware of all the nuance that goes into it. I mean, it's the same with like UK accents, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm sure that we can't tell the difference between a lot of those, you know, microcosms of, of accent the way that, mm-hmm. oh, Kev Bickerdike that listens to the show can. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I'm sure he recognized which accent I was just doing. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> no reason to make comments on Southern accents unless you know what the fuck you're talking about. I know. I mean, plus the fact that the entire movie, and, and again, this would be very hard to portray. Helen is playing a character through the entire movie. Yeah. She is also dealing with the fact that she unknowingly drank alcohol and got kind of drunk yeah. during the movie too. That's so really it's like funny. she is and, and you can notice it too. You can notice parts where she is slipping into her actual accent when she's not meaning to. Um I mean it's kind of complex to play because I think a lot of people that aren't taking into account like oh yeah, she's playing a character. She's also kind of inebriated in this. Yeah. Did I just hear her accent slip out? Did her accent just come and go? Yeah, that's probably deliberate. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe Janelle Monet is doing a great job because she's Maybe doing a great that. job. <laughs> I think totally yeah, agree. I did. I watching the whole time. I was like, "Is she from the South?" And then I looked it up, and it was like Kansas City. And I was like, "That's close enough." Like, I, I guarantee she could easily do it, and she fucking yeah. nailed it. Yeah, totally agree, man. I I really enjoyed the movie. Like, dude, I don't I don't really have a lot of complaints about this. Like, no, I, I love the cast. Mm-hmm. I love the mm-hmm. visuals. I love the the style and the pacing of the film. I mean, the way yeah. that it's like, it, it's a mystery that played kind of open-handed halfway through where it showed you, again, that character reveal I talked about earlier. Like, that's that's really cool. It let me yep. in on what's going on and then continued with the mystery. That's yeah. cool, man. That That's not really something that usually happens in these types of stories. It's usually you're in the dark until the very end. Yeah. But like, this is cool because you, the viewer, is let in on a secret that the people in the movie don't know about. Yes, and that's more interesting, that's right? Because like when yeah. when they know, you know stuff they we don't, don't know. know, it's like, well, how would I have known that? But when we know stuff yes. they don't know, we are seeing the intrigue. We're seeing that's the mystery cool. play out. That's fun, right? Yeah, and, and it, it kind of gives the viewer a sense of power in a way where you're like, oh, I know what's going on, but they don't. But in right. reality, you, the viewer also don't know everything mm-hmm. that's going on yeah. that's fun man yeah. like th- that that to me is really fun and interesting and more fun than just sitting for two hours in the dark being like what's going on <laughs> yes yeah and that doesn't sound like fun at all as you say it like that <laughs> i really liked it for for doing something different that way and presenting this in a really fun entertaining package i mm-hmm. really liked this movie and again like i I liked Knives Out. Now yeah. I want to go back and watch it again. Yeah, give it another like, shot. I, I want to watch them both again, frankly. Yeah, the, I mean, the first one definitely also was making a ton of statements about the the politics of the time and whatnot. And there's mm-hmm. a lot there. And, you know, yeah, I, I very much enjoy it. Um, but, yeah, this one was... This one, to me, I, I found even more entertaining and even more fun. And maybe it's because it's so bright as well. It's like a bright, uh, like you know, uh, movie on a on a Greek island. There's a whole lot of like beach shots and stuff like that, and pool shots. And I, I just like that in general. But I do think it's just to me, it seems like this one is a little tighter and a little like less twisty, but still good twisty. Um, yeah, but. It, Either way, I love both of them. This one, though, I definitely, like, it was a blast. And watching it a second time, I enjoyed it even more because I, I knew where it was going. And I started looking for the 
the signs that I had missed along the way that it was going yeah. that way. And they were there. There was stuff all, so, all through that could have kind of led you into these different things. So, great. Awesome. Fun fun Killer. movie. I'll look forward to watching it again. I'm already excited to sit down and watch this for a second time. So that's uh, that's high enough praise for me. I really, really dug this movie. I can see why you said that it was like one of, if not your favorite things that you watched yeah. in 2022. Yeah. Super, I totally get that now. Fun, yeah. I loved it. And uh, I hope that you guys do too. Um, you know, again, this is a little mini so not really a, a deep dive into a horror movie like we typically do on the show. Yeah. Uh, but hey, if you don't like it... <laughs> You Send can always your get that refund, yeah. Exactly, man. We'll, we'll refund you your horror bucks that you spend to listen to this. Right. So, Yeah. <laughs> Give it a watch if you haven't already. Hopefully we didn't just spoil the whole movie for you. But I think even if we did, you'd still have fun. Yeah, you'd you know, still be entertained it, by it. Yeah. I, cool flick, man. Yeah, I, 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 I really hope nobody listened to all that, even though we told you not to. Uh, but yeah. if you if you did and you got to this point, you're like, oh, sounds good. But do watch it, please. How about that, man? How about that? And uh, be sure to tune in for the next installment of Dead and Lovely, where yeah. we'll be back to talking about some horror films. Thanks yep. for taking a little break with us here as I am out on the high seas, living a pirate's Yarr. life with a Gortar in my hands, maybe even a big Gortar in my hands, beating on the bass, boom, making boom, the daddy boom, notes boom, down low. It's going to be a fun time. I look forward to coming back to the show and telling you all the uh, the stories of the hijinks that I had on on the high seas aboard ship rocked hopefully i see some of you guys out there i've met dead and lovely listeners on the boat before. oh yeah i've done four or five of these gigs in the past and uh, they are always a blast so maybe i see some of you cats out there uh come up and slap hands with me slap and uh, maybe we'll, we'll share a day beer or eight <laughs> awesome right. yeah Thank you guys so much for listening to this installment of Dead and Lovely. Please support the show on all of our social media accounts. Mm-hmm. You can find it through our Linktree page. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Join our Facebook group. It's the only reason to have a Facebook page and use that god-awful website. Right. Hang out with the cool people on there and support the show on Patreon. That's right. Patreon.com forward slash Dead and Lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to our Patreon-exclusive episodes. There's... Uh, 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 Hell Rankers probably going up soon. Uh, definitely going to be doing that Treehouse of Horror episode with Emily at some fucking point. Um, we're going to get that together. Um, but if you join on a $5 level, you get to submit a movie to the Smoking Bowl. Then we do the movie that we draw from the Smoking Bowl once a month. Uh, and for the month of January, since this is coming out the last week of January, uh, sorry, we're still going to do the Patreon episode. It's just going to be the first week of February. So That's no right. worries. No worries. Yep, yep, yep. We'll get right back on it there. So, yeah, mm-hmm. please support the show. Rate and review on iTunes or Spotify. Those reviews matter. Give yeah. them to us. Yeah. Pile them on. Please. Give them to me. <laughs> I love a review. Yeah. And tune in for the next installment of Dead and Lovely next week. Here with your boys, Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. Bye. Bye.